happy Thursday evening, everyone. It's, well, it's Easter weekend right around the corner. And as we were talking earlier, Amy was out as a homeless person. Hey, 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 <laughs> conversation we have. No is supposed to stay before the show. Look, he even canceled himself. Greg has canceled himself. But yes, it was supposed to stay before. But like me and Travis were talking earlier, I totally, I don't know what has happened to me. Greg, <laughs> I don't there know what has happened. But the fact that for some reason, I just slipped my mind that it was Easter this weekend. I know I am an awful person, but I was looking like the ratchet, hot mess, raggedy mom going to the store, getting like candy and stuff from my goodie bags. And we've also already said that Greg would be the one taking my photo and posting it being like, this is what Amy looks like in real life. Okay. Yes. Not like this. I straight up, I don't, I'm not even going to lie. I, no. But yeah, Greg, that was supposed to stay, you know, behind the scenes. So oh, was that a behind the scenes? I don't know why you got to be like that. You're just asking. Really the slap. What is it? You're going to get the slap around the Comic-Con community. Okay. I don't of know course. why. It's like every show we get on now, man. I don't know why you got to ask for that. Oh, man. Well, I think the one thing that everybody does want to know about, because we talked about it on Tuesday, is how did the dog training go on Wednesday? Oh, my goodness. Guys. <laughs> okay, Travis, let me fill you in a little bit. Okay? <laughs> Before I say what I'm going to say, because it's going to sound really bad, and I feel like I've got to kind of brace you for this fall here, okay, of my epic fallness. So I got a puppy when my husband was out of town. Granted, I had waited two years since my other dog had died. My husband went out of town. My mother was in town. I went and got a puppy. Whole long story. Okay, whole thing. There's a whole thing. Anyways, so I got this puppy. I've put this puppy now in training classes. <clears throat> so we don't know if this puppy is a Weimar Hyman mixed with a lab or according to my vet, he's mixed with a great Peonies and he's just going to be this big ass dog. Okay. I didn't know what I was getting into when I thought like bigger dog would be great, but this dog is 40 pounds and he's not even five months old. Okay. Just to kind of give you a little reference point. So I took this dog on week two to training. Okay. All right. I have a bougie ass dog. I'm not even going to lie to you. Okay. This dog he walked in this week. We didn't have to have the dividers up because he's super skittish. I don't know if he was abused or what, but he's super skittish of just people being in a store, I guess. So we get in. This dog walks in, looks at the other dog, sits with me, lays down. He goes to sleep. My damn dog went to sleep in training. Can you believe this? <laughs> okay. And then I worked with him all week. I was like, we're, we're going to do walking. We're going to nail this. Okay. Like, yeah, I practiced all week. I was like, oh, we're going to be advanced. We're going to do this. Right. I had, I bought new treats for my dog because last week he didn't like my treats. He only liked the trainer's treats. So I bought new treats. I was like, we're going to just nail this okay well besides the fact i walked into training i forgot my damn clicker so the lady had to give me a clicker so i already look like this bad pet mom because i forgot my clicker for training then my dog lays down and goes to sleep and he's drooling at this point okay because it we have pointed it out that he's drooling okay anyways and so he does the walking and everything we come back in sits down the lady's looking at him goes to sleep i don't remember what she was saying just now nah, can't be bothered with any of y'all 
So he's just bougie and likes nobody and fell asleep again during training. Now, is he like this at home? No. He's trying to kill my cats at home. He's doing the zoomies all over the place. He's picking a playing fight with my other dog. And me and my kids are giant chew toys. Okay. So I don't know why he chooses my house and not training to do this. Because in training, he's just, oh, he's so sweet. He's just so calm. He lays there. He's just so sweet. And I'm over here like, to hell he is. Like, no. Like, this is not the real dog. Okay. He's straight up business. So he's bougie. He's bougie in every avenue. And he is fake. He is fake as hell because he's not like that at all. But yeah, because I also made the joke and, you know, not my humor is not for everybody. And I know this, but I made the joke. I said, well, if he really wanted to, he could break my arm because, you know, he teased on my arm sometimes. She didn't like that. She was like, oh, no, he shouldn't be even nipping at you. That is serious. I'm like, no, lady, it's not in an aggressive manner, like by any means. He's just, I have this little rat dog, you know, a little chihuahua, Yorkie thing. So when he bites me, it's like a pinch. When Bruno bites me being this big, huge dog, it, you know, I feel like he could break my arm. Like I was just putting it in perspective. It, yeah, it just, it went downhill. It went downhill real quick. Okay. But for the moral of the story, my dog is is bored, I guess, <laughs> and doesn't like other people, dogs. I don't know. Cause then he tried to hide. I, it got, it just was crazy. It, yeah. I even tried to get Josh to take him this time. I was like, maybe you should do it No, So I have a bougie ass dog that's bored and training and it's, uh, I guess it's for me to get out and talk to people. Cause I'm the damn people as person in the world. Because I just <laughs> everybody, I guess. So, yeah, that's how training's going. Greg, it's fabulous. So, Very yet again, Trevor stands. If you would like to come up next week and take him, you are more <laughs> than welcome. More than welcome. There's three of them here. I don't need another. Oh, we'll see. But he's only one, and he's four months old. And, you know, you get to go to <laughs> the Pet Smart for an hour and talk with people. Uh, no, we're going to opt that. out of that. I'm going to opt out on that Well, one. that's just wrong. That's wrong on so many avenues, okay? <laughs> like, I don't know why you're not jumping at this opportunity like I am, okay? Because I just love people. So, oh, I'm just, oh, Lordy. Yeah, well, I don't know what to do. My week was all taxes, so. Oh. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. My week's over. I'm happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want me to drink for you? I will drink for you because that Please. just sounds that sounds awful. Please. Awful. Mm, no. But what we want to do is we do want to welcome our guest today, Travis Huffman of Last Century Comics. And first, before we even get started, I do want to say congratulations. I believe you had a wedding uh, about a week and a half ago. Yeah, two, um, weeks. two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We got back uh, last. Monday. Uh, the first part of the trip was the wedding part of the trip was really great. And uh, getting stuck in Orlando, uh, our flight, we got to the airport. We were supposed to fly out on Saturday to fly back home to Houston and uh, get to the airport. There's a delay. Then finally they get us on the plane. And then when we get on the plane, they're like, um, we've got several planes sitting out on the runway. Uh, There's tons of planes in the air. We're not taking off. We don't know when we're going to take off. About two hours of sitting there, they finally 
came and said, uh, the flight's canceled. So we had to get off the plane. And we said, what about our luggage? Uh, oh, that's going to Houston. Um, so we, uh, my wife stood in line with her family for about three, four hours before they were able to rebook the flight. And uh, we got stranded in Orlando with no clothes, um, no hotel. We had to find a hotel. And uh, they, they didn't even put you up in a hotel. Oh, see, uh, uh, Travis, you should have called me because people don't want to <laughs> hear from me. I would have had that whole thing comped for you because I can get loud. I don't I'm a loud. Person, <laughs> so I would have been loud. There was a lot of loud people there. Okay. It was it was it was bananas. Like we by the time we finally got out of the airport. We got back to it. We got to the hotel. We were able to find two hotel rooms, and I think they were probably the last ones in town. Wow. And they didn't rebook us. We were supposed to fly on Saturday. They didn't rebook us until Monday night at like 9.50. We mm. got back to Hobby Airport at about midnight, and then we finally got our luggage. Uh, I mean, it was total chaos finding our luggage. I mean, they had like... Houston, the HPD was watching because people were going past the barricades trying to find their luggage from like three days prior. And we finally got out of there about two in the morning. So, yeah, it was the trip itself was fun. That was not fun. Oh, yeah. That sounds like the comeback from hell. That's honestly what it sounds like. But at least the rest of it was fun. So congratulations. That's exciting. I love it. I love it. Now, I know what some people want to know, especially Davy Jones, since I do know he made the comment, is what's new with Last Century? Well, we are, you know, we did a Kickstarter back um, in November. Uh, it was fully funded. Um, nice. And we are, we ended up adding quite a few pages to it. So most people thought they were getting a 56-page comic, and this one's going to, it's actually going to be 100 pages. So um, they're getting about double the comic um, for having to wait about a month because we we wanted to make sure it was right. We've had some issues with the print printers that we normally use. Um, right now, there's a big paper shortage. So um, a lot of the printers are kind of having issues. And um, we ended up, we're about to go to print. We're actually doing the last of the edits and the lettering. But all the artwork's done. Um, I was just talking to the letterer just a second ago and he's, he's working on, working on the finalizing the lettering for it. And then we got a little bit of editorial stuff, just, you know, make sure there's nothing, no typos or anything like that. But we have that going to ship out to people, uh, soon. Uh, Very nice. But that is definitely more than a few pages. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We added quite a bit. Um, and then we started doing, um, we just started doing a, we're making comic books for businesses and individuals now. So people, we have businesses that are hiring us to make comic book advertisings for them. And then individuals are hiring us to make their, you know, childhood, adulthood dreams come true. So we kind of teach them how to make comics in the process and, um, We've just signed a couple of contracts. Uh, we're about to be in a in a magazine uh, here. We're 
based out of Pearland now. And um, there's a magazine here called Pearland Lifestyle. And we are producing um, kind of like some PSA type comics for uh, it's called Com uh, Community First Emergency Room. Uh, we, we teamed up with them to make some PSAs. Um, so, yeah, we're just doing a little bit of everything. Well, I'm, before we get into, I know some of the stuff that you definitely want to talk about, but you had mentioned that you're making people's dreams come true with the comic books. Mm -hmm. Now, do they send you the stuff in panels? Do they just send you written out what they want? How do they go about doing that? How would they go about getting y'all to make the comic books for them? Well, typically what we're doing um, is that, so let's say somebody comes to us and they say, hey, I've had this idea for a comic book forever. And I'll, add, you know, we kind of ask, you know, what's your budget? What are you working with? Um, then we, we kind of make a plan from there. It depends on if they know how to write a script. Any part of it that they know how to do um, kind of takes out uh, that expense. But what we do is uh, a lot of times is somebody, they just have a story. You know, we have um, writers and we have artists. We have people that we've worked with for years um, all over the world. And then what we do is they, the, the person that wants to make the comic, they give me a budget. And then I go through and I hire pretty much the entire team and we make them a comic. Very nice. Now, just curious, have you ever thought about maybe giving classes some way of having people learn how to do the scripts for comic books or write the panels? We've, um, we've, we've been looking into it. Um, we thought about doing some kind of like some online courses just to show our process. Um, you know, the thing about it is, is there's no true way to do things. Um, I know, I have a process and then pretty much everyone that works with me kind of follows that process. Um, but yeah, it's something that we've, we've looked into and we may end up doing. And that's part of the process too, is I teach people when, when they hire us to do a comic book, I teach them how to, to do it in the process so that if eventually they want to say, eh, you know, I want to do this on my own, they can, or you know, they can keep asking us to, you know, help them do it. it. Either way works, but um, I have taught several people how to keep going um, and how to do it on the, their own or how we do it, you know. Definitely. Now let's definitely get to some of the stuff that you want to talk about, which I think is, uh, uh, let me think, my brain's going, my brain's going here. Uh, the stalker. Yes. Um so the Stalker, that's our, our main series. Um, it's kind of, uh, it's a pulp era story um, set in the late 1930s. And, uh, you know, it's like the old, the Shadow, the Phantom, the Green Hornet, uh, those kind of those characters. Um, those are just characters that we always loved, uh, that we still love, you know. Um, but the Stalker... The unique thing about the stalkers, there's been a stalker all throughout time, like all different historical area, uh, uh, eras. And there's this immortal named Kism Cray, um, who 
he gets a vision of who the next stalker is going to be. So the stalker can be anybody, man, a woman, um, you know, it doesn't matter. And he goes and he picks who the stalker is going to be. And then the stalker gets all the memories and knowledge of all the previous stalkers. So, um, so yeah, we, we have the new, the new one that's most of everything set in the pulp era. Um, but we have, um, the, this new title, I mean, this new, uh, the Bonewalker saga, which was our Kickstarter. It centers around a villain that's kind of plagued the stalker throughout these different time frames. So we have, you're going to get to see the Pulp Era versus the Pulp Era Bonewalker, the Pulp Era Stalker, I mean, the the uh, Viking Era version of the Stalker. You're going to see this, the Revolutionary War version of the Stalker, the, the Wild West version of the Stalker. The Arthurian age it, uh, kind of starts out with King Arthur and his um, Knights of the Round Table and Excalibur. And we've kind of made this crazy story that everything kind of mixes together. Um, so, like, each story kind of it collaborates with the other stories. Right. In each one, we're revealing a piece of the story to the reader. And... So it's kind of like they're reading part, the first part of multiple chapters of a book. So the way we did this, um, the way we set it up is kind of like an anthology where each chapter and each story has a different creative team. So we, we've got different artists on each different one. So it makes it all look and feel different. And... Does that go with your other one? Uh, I'm bad at pronunciations, but Kazim, Kism, yeah, Kism Cray. It's called Kism Cray. He's um, that's that's our other book, and this one uh, ties into that. Um, so this story, there's a um, Kism Cray, number one. You get the story of this um, um, this uh, locket, and this Bonewalker saga tells you what that locket is. Oh, nice. So is it best to read about Bonewalker before reading this, or how would you suggest? Is there an order to it? I would get the Stalker number one. Um, Stalker number one is, that's the first Pulp Era version of the Stalker, and uh, it kind of flows along. And then when you get to the end of the Stalker three, you, we get introduced the, to the villain. And then as you, you then you'll be able to kind of uh, to go through and read Kism Cray is the revolutionary. It starts the revolutionary story, and you kind of start to get a little bit of history uh, of the stalker and who, who he is and what's going on, that kind of thing. Oh, nice. So, and I just shared your Facebook group, but is there a place where they can order it? Or um, Right now, they can go to our uh, – we still have the Kickstarter page up. They can go to our website. It's not it, right now. It's going to go out to our Kickstarter backers first and our Indiegogo. We we transitioned over to Indiegogo at the end of our Kickstarter campaign, um, and uh, so the Kickstarter and Indiegogo uh, people uh, will get the backers will get the comic first, and then in the summer we'll have it for everybody else. Hopefully, by the time we start doing the conventions. Um, at the end, at the end of May, we'll have some to bring with us at the at the shows. 
Uh, so which is going to be your first convention? Uh, we have a, we're doing a small little convention with Bedrock City on May 14th uh, in Katy. Um, and then we're doing, um, we're going to do the Retropalooza in Pasadena. Uh, that one is at the end of May, uh, 28th and 29th. And then we're doing the Chaotic uh, Freedom uh, show in uh, that one is at the end of June, and then we're doing Comet Palooza, which is mid July. And that's I still far. I will see you at Lake Jackson for sure. Yes, yep. I think we're actually both on their website. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'll be yeah. at Comic Palooza. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be at that one. I don't know if Greg will be there, but I'll be there for sure at that yeah. one. If I go, I'll be media this time. I won't be going as oh, a you're gonna come. You're going to come hang out with me? I love that. Yay. <laughs> You'll have, you have to stop by, stop by our booth. We, um, we, we got a new, we have a new big giant banner to go back behind her booth. So Ooh. you will nice. see it. Okay. You had me a big banner. Like <laughs> I love those. I love stuff like that. Like I don't, it's just a calling for me. I love things that like stand out and draw my attention. I'm there. I'm literally like the dog up. Like that's just me. So that feeds to my personality for sure. I love it. Oh, love a couple it. things. I don't know if you saw or not, but Mama Rella made a comment, which I thought was pretty cool. Is maybe your process when we were talking about teaching others to write the scripts. Maybe your process can help inspire others, especially teens interested in learning how to make comics of their art. I'm I'm definitely not stingy on information. So, anytime somebody comes up to me to a convention, uh, any you know we 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 do some library signings too. Um, we do children's books also. So um, I put out a children's book several years ago, and we do we do that, and we kind of tell kids to how to do the whole process. So, I mean, anytime anybody comes up to us at a con, we always, you know, we give, give as much information as we can. Um, but I also try to tell people the reality of it, that if you want something, you got to work hard at it. It just doesn't fall in your lap. You can't, I've seen so many uh, comic book creators or indie comic book creators who's, started around the same time as me who just kind of gave up. And that's one thing I, I don't believe in. I don't believe in give, giving up. I believe in figuring out how to do it. You know, you figure out solutions to your problems. Mamarella, what was the children's book? It's called Rubber Chicken Surprise. It's about a guy who wears a rubber chicken as a hat by accident. <laughs> okay, I love that. I love that. I feel like that's something like I'm, I feel like I'm going to read that and I'm just going to picture Greg as the person. I knew it. The, <laughs> the hat. Oh my gosh. Yes. He can I cosplay. He can cosplay. Uh, we, yes. we, just, we actually had our very first cos, our first and only cosplayer uh, one year. That was the character, the, this little boy dressed um, dressed as the character with the little rubber chicken on his head. It was really cool. Oh my yeah, gosh, no. I love 
Greg, Greg, yeah. come on, Greg. Instead, instead of my cowboy hat. Yes. Hat. Yeah. Yes. Rubber yes. chicken. I'm going to buy it for you, you know, and mail it you know to I, you. You know I would do it. I think y'all should both do it. Oh, yeah. And then I'll give you oh. a copy of the I'll give y'all some copies of the book. Y'all go, <laughs> go ahead spread the word. Hey, this is what I'm cosplaying as. <laughs> they're, over the, they're over the last century booth. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm okay. crazy enough to do it. <laughs> he is. He is. I'm not even going to lie there. Like, we wouldn't even have to bribe him. Like, he just would be down to do it, you know? No, I have, I, I'd do it. I have no problem. Like I said before we got on, I have no shame. Like, I will do it. I have no fear. No. What was it? At Comic Conroe, I was Gwenum, Spider Gwen, whatever everyone wants to call her. And the outfit covered my feet. I literally did not wear shoes at that convention. Like I, mm -hmm. like I said, I have no shame. Like, it's just. And I prefer to be barefoot anyways. So if that tells you anything about me, I will definitely rock that outfit and pass stuff out and be like, you need to go to this section. Like, yeah, <laughs> I have no problem being a walking like billboard kind of thing. I will do it. Yeah. There, there's no fear. Like I said, mm -mm. and it's like, I, I'll definitely see you at uh, my head's going blank. Chaotic freedom celebration. That's actually kind of hard to say for a comic con. <laughs> chaotic i don't know i honestly for me and like i said i am like the dog and up so we really can't take what i say seriously but all i hear is chaotic and then like i just have all these fireworks going off in my head so i'm just like chaotic yes like that's, <laughs> that's just kind of like what it is and then you know this whole theme song starts in my head and i'm, just, I'm a walking theme song you know but i love that i love it it's K-O-T-I-C, too, so it's even more rock star sounding. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I can see the fireworks. Yeah, see, you totally get it. Like, it was, I almost, you know, now that you say the whole rock star vibe, I'm not even going to lie. Now my mind just started playing, like, a rock version that's just like, yeah, like, I don't know, like a mix between, like, Slip, like, so what is it, Slipknot and Metallica kind of, like, blended a little bit, so it's not, like, so hardcore and then just like fireworks going off and that's just that's my envisionment of that so i'm just saying in my mind the video is already gone and playing and i'm just like, yes <laughs> do this you know i'm just food for, oh, thought. <laughs> food for thought greg you can you can cosplay as that at that we'll get you some some vinyl pants Ooh. and one of those mesh shirts and a curly wig Oh my gosh, please take a photo. Yeah. Oh Dress. my gosh. <laughs> Are you going to do it, Greg? Remember? You have no, no. fear. You uh, have no fear. It. Are you going to do it? It would, it would look oh kind of awful with my, my I love it. Gut. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, please take a photo. And then you need some of those like spiky bracelets. I'll go to Hot Topic and get you some. Like, Yes. Okay, we're gonna do this. We're <laughs> totally gonna do this, and you're gonna rock in like this, and just be like, yeah, here uh, to party. Okay. I would, feel, I would look like a mix, I would look like a mixture between David Lee Roth and Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Kiss face paint? Oh, yeah. I know. I know a makeup artist. I do know we a makeup have to artist. Do this. this is making me so happy. We have got to do this. Because this whole like envisionment in my head's going on, and I'm just like, oh, I need a photo of this. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, that would be, be fun. good. 
I'm going to drive down and get you ready for that show, Greg. And then you know, I'll have to come back, but I'll help you get ready. But yes, oh my gosh, we're going to do this. And you have to videotape him. He's got to walk in like this and just stand there and be like, I'm ready. Yeah. Like, okay, this has got to happen because in my mind, it's replaying and it's just as funny as the first time it went on. It's great. I just hope the wrestlers there don't think I'm insulting them. You know what? They're probably going to come do it with you because you're always going to have that bond. Okay. Like I'm excited about that whole thing. I can just envision it and it's making me so happy because I'm just laughing in my mind. It's great. Okay. I'm just, this is calm, cool, collected. I'm laughing really hard on the inside. Okay. And it's kind of carrying over, but I, probably I'm going to just laugh my ass off as soon as we get off because it's just going to be playing all night. It's great. <laughs> so, so I'm excited. A, I would be a mixture of Kiss, David Lee Roth. And Meatloaf. And Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is interesting. That is an interesting combo right yeah. there. But, you know, I you can rock it. You can rock it. Okay. Where, I'm in full where, support. Where's Randy? Where's L? I need to I need to sign up for air guitar now. Oh yes. <laughs> no, he's probably gonna beat you. Okay. I'm pretty sure L will beat you on it. So just don't have high hopes when you sign up for no. that. Okay. If you're going against L. But you know, other than that, yes, you should totally do it. I'm just so excited about this face paint and like mesh shirt and like it's all just yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. The memes uh, that I can create with that is just, uh, it may, it's made my year. Oh my gosh. It has maybe, made my year. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should should start a fund for me to do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can just picture Donations. all of them. All Donations of the, that like, would go to charity. Oh, the gifts and the memes, Mombi, that are going to come out of this if he really does it. Oh, it just tickles me pink. I'm so ready. I'm going to have so much ammo. Like, please do this. Please do this. Since, since I see this, I know this is this will be my last time on the show. You'll never have me back. No, you are Please, can you come back like once a month? This is so great. Usually, I'm the one that gets like roasted and like all this stuff, like how Greg opened the show totally roasting me and my <laughs> So this is like, please come back. Oh my gosh, this is wonderful. I yeah. love this. Wait, what's the saying? And this will be the second time that I've probably cursed on the show. Karma's, karma's a bitch. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, the first word that you said was shit, and now it's bitch. You, oh my gosh, first round of applause. Oh, you made me proud. Oh, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Oh, Lordy. What am I going to do with you? You're just, oh, you're becoming, you're like, what is it? You're coming out of your cocoon. Oh, I'm such a proud mommy right now. <laughs> Yes, ma yes, Master Kenobi. <laughs> oh, you know what? You call me Kenobi, though, and that's like the coolest person. So I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Biggest hey. in the world, right there. <laughs> you know, I could always go. I could always go Darth on you. You know, but he, I like him just as much. Like that's the that's the like bad thing about me. I always have a good villain that I like, and then like you always have to like the like badass good character that you're always rooting for. But then you're kind of secretly rooting for the bad guy because he's just cool. Okay, Darth Vader was just cool. He didn't have to say anything. He could just breathe, and you were like, oh, someone's about to get jacked up. 
okay? Like, you <laughs> could just tell. If that is not the coolest, vi like, villain, besides Michael Myers, who didn't, in the old ones, okay, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of old movies, but in the older ones, not the Rob Zombie ones, he didn't chase you. He just disappeared and then randomly popped up, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Him and Darth Vader are my people, okay? Like, yes, <laughs> in terms of villain, okay? But then you have Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love him. He's cool. So that's probably the only good, like, good character I actually like, though. Like, yeah. We've gone from comics to I know. I'm sorry. Movies well, to... I mean, you called me Kenobi, and you just really rabbit well, rolled down Well, it. I think you went with the chicken hats. <laughs> yeah, you were at that, and then he said that he was going to be at um, chaotic, chaotic Freedom Celebration. Yes, and then I just it... said, you know, fireworks are going off in my head, and then we were totally like rock meddling you out and what you were going to wear, and then we've turned into I'm Kenobi. See, this is this is something we're working on. So oh, we got oh, some cool. We got some. We got some rock star stuff going on with that. So, so like talk that. about rock star. It made me think about it. Nice. So you do have a lot of new stuff coming out. I'm sure there's stuff that you can't talk about. Is there anything you can talk about besides the stalker and the bone walker? Um. We well, we have that one. Well, this is this is one we're working on right now, and this is just this is the first character but we have well, the first printed print of the character one of the characters but it's a um there's this are y'all familiar with public domain characters um yes have, yes i am no yeah. i'm not okay, I'm so just <laughs> so back so there's public domain is sort of a um it's this think of characters like superman batman uh, Wonder Woman that were created back in the 30s, 40s. But those right. characters, their trademarks were renewed. Their copyrights were renewed. And um, public domain are characters that were created back during that same time that the trademarks and copyrights weren't renewed. So they've entered the public domain. And after a certain amount of time, certain characters also go into the public. So that means you and I or anybody else can use those characters freely. Um, so that character is based on a character called the Black Fury from back in the 1940s. And what we've done is we've taken that character and sort of revamped it and made, um, it's four girls who were raised by the original Black Fury and now are in a traveling rock band called the, the Black Furies. And they solve crimes, and uh, that's going to be coming up. We're doing working on that, and then we're working on our first science fiction comic book called Zenith, um, mm -hmm. and that one's going to be that one's going to be pretty fun because it's uh, it takes place. It's kind of like a uh, old like a Tarzan scenario. You have a infant uh, human who ends up on an alien planet. And is raised by aliens, but instead of it's kind of a reverse scenario where they see him as a um, sub creature. You know, he's more like a primate to them because they're sort of advanced. And uh, one of them raises him, and he becomes a uh, sort of a, a police, a space police officer. Oh, cool! 
So that would be wild. Yeah, and then we're we're doing a completely different. You know, the stalker's kind of dark and pulpy, and this one's very vibrant, Jack Kirby-ish space comic. So it's lots of neons and pinks and purples, and so it's going to be the complete yeah. opposite. We wanted to shift completely opposite the uh, with our science fiction comic. So you had me at neon pink. Lots of neon. <laughs> lots of neon pink. Oh well, yes. No, I'm what would top that for me is neon pink and leopard. I mean, I'm just <laughs> not that I'm recommending, but I'm just saying. Then I would have yeah. just I would have fangirled, and then I probably would have just bought everything because those are my colors. Greg, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie with the furies. I, I I'm gonna give my age here, but I actually picture like comic book version of like Josie and the Pussycats, just a little bit, a little bit oh. more hardcore. And, and that's kind of, we wanted to, like, I, I people are like, okay, what is it? What is it? And I said, well, it's kind of like one of those old Hanna-Barbera shows <laughs> um, where there, it's a mystery of the month, the mystery of the show. Each, each one's different. Um, and then at the same time, uh, it's got a sort of uh, 1980s uh, A-team you know, the, those old series, they always had like a, each episode was different, but it was all the same characters. So kind of the A-team, Credible Hulk, where they travel around and they help people. And I say that they're raised by, uh, imagine Batman, but instead of Bruce Wayne, he's Mike Brady. Ah, uh, okay. The, he's the excellent father and who helps him helps them learn things and then their mother their mother has uh, a little bit of a mystery too um because you have to she's the complete opposite so imagine mike brady marrying uh marilyn monroe um, okay so they're they're completely the opposite and they give these girls completely when they meshed opposites attract but and their children learn these cool things from them so each one has an interesting, uh, vibrant character to them. So it's, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be unique. Definitely. Like I said, that was given my age with the Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> hey, I'm a huge Hanna-Barbera fan. Um, like Alex Toth is like my favorite uh, artist of all time. So I don't know if y'all know who he is, but do yourself a favor and look up Alex Toth art. Um, he designed a ton of those 60s uh, characters from Hanna-Barbera, and his art style is so simple, but yet tells so much. Um, so, yeah, do, do yourself a favor and check out Alex Toth stuff. He did a lot of comics, too, so you know if you find some Alex Toth comics, you'll love those. And I'm probably going to have to go get me a costume with a, a club where I can be Captain Caveman. Yeah, and you could do the leopard print that way she was talking about leopard print hey i can supply you in leopard print okay i got leopard print with regular i got neon pink i got my red i got all kinds man i can supply you or i know where to get it okay leopard should have just been my middle name i'm just <laughs> hey just so you know william russell if you can up at the top where it says Streamyard permission to see your name at streamyard.com slash Facebook. If you click that, we can actually post what you say on the show here. Otherwise, we're just going to see it on the 
Facebook chat, which I actually do have up just in case anybody doesn't do that yet. <laughs> but it should be decent. It, they're not ones to take information. We did all our research on them. Just so y'all know, we did do our research before we took to some of these programs. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Amy sounds so enthusiastic there. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we did. I wouldn't lie to you. I use them for all of my other ones, so it's legit. So, mm -hmm. but I know with other things with the comics and artists because we actually had who was it fred kill that actually said if you want to become an artist don't have a secondary don't have a no backup plan yeah no backup no back plan, plan. Mm -hmm. i believe so no hey jerry so is there anything that you would suggest for that or is because like i said i know there's hardships with it to become an artist or just do comics in general both well, so I always have people come up to us, or, or we do, at every con, and they say, I've always wanted to make a comic book. And I hear that so much. And I always ask them, well, why haven't you done it? And they always say, well, I don't have the money. And But they're standing there, and they've got a bag of stuff that they've bought at the con, hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if you would take your tax return. I, I cannot tell you how many comic book pages I've made with the money that my grandma or my parents had given me for my birthday or Christmas or some random gift. Um, and I would, I would take that and I would put it in, in a bank account and that's what I would pay an artist to draw my comic book. Um, so where there's a will, there's a way. And if you really want to do something, you're going to do it. And I learned by going around to conventions and talking to people because you'll find it that most, especially indie creators, if you go up and you ask them a question, hey, how do I, if you go up and you say, hey, how do I make a comic book? That's pretty broad. If you go up and you say, hey, what's the first step in making a comic book? You're going to get a bunch of unique ideas on, on how to do that. And you can take that, you can come up with your own way, your own system, and you can start doing it. But, um, you know, it, it's it's uh, a lot of it's trial and error, but a lot of it is being determined that you're going to do it and you're really going to try to do it and uh, you just make it happen. And and sometimes that means you pivot and you shift. Uh, I've got less, you know, I've got less money right now. So how can I what can I do um, and buy a book, read a book? I've got several books on, on making comic books that are fantastic. And I just learn. Um, and then I'll pass it on to the, the other guys who work with me on this. I'll pass it on to them and they'll learn. And we just get better um, all the time. Even when we don't have the funding at the moment, we'll learn something new because you always have to be going. You always have to be moving um, and getting better. I see William Russell. Because I can't post it. For some reason it's not showing his stuff, and I don't know why. But he put, people love excuses. It gives him an easy out, because if they really wanted to make a comic, they would. They just well, choose to spend their money on other stuff. Yeah, and 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 two is, it's, um, 
you know, and, and a lot of times people's their hang up is they don't have confidence to get it done or they feel like, oh, well, I don't really know anything. Um, so I'm not going to be able to get it done. And I, and I say, uh, learn what you can. Every, every chance you get, always be learning something. Um, I'm, I'm constantly learning every day when I get to the office, the first hour that I'm here, I'm, e- I'm either listening to an audiobook, I'm reading something, I'm watching a YouTube video on how to do something. And it might not be about comic books, it might be about business, it might be about accounting, it might be about um, how to set up a con booth better. And I'm making notes. And it's always learn something, always pick up as much knowledge as you can. Um, and, and that's how you get better at anything. And, and you know, have the confidence, tell yourself that you're going to do it and give yourself permission to, um, to fail. We failed a lot um, on a lot of things and, but you learn from it. That's how you learn. You know, um, that's how we every from when we were kids, that's how we learn not to do something or how to do something better. Um, yeah, definitely. Cause I remember my first edit was so horrible. I almost cried when I wrote my book. And then each book, the edits were a lot, lot less. So you learn right. as you go. You do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, my first comic goes into Kickstarter into this month. I had no clue how to do it, but I found friends that did and got help. Then I invested my money into myself and my project. Hey, that's that's, that's the way to do it. And and ask people questions. I mean, I, I, we had done a Kickstarter before, made a lot of mistakes on that. Then when we did this one, I asked a lot of people how to do some stuff where this is the first time we're using backer kit, which is like a, um, it's kind of like a program where you import everything in and you can charge the shipping after it's over and you can send out the surveys and it's a little bit more, um, streamlined than going through actual Kickstarter. So I asked, um, um, some people, you know, how to do that. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's all about learning how to do something and doing it different. Um, I asked a friend of mine, uh, Wes Hartman, who does, um, Savage Sasquatch, uh, Savage Sasquatch on Kickstarter. And he's had a several, several successful ones. And I've learned a bunch from him cause he's, he does, does almost one a month now. Uh, he'll, He'll do it, send the stuff out, do another one, send the stuff out. And uh, I know several creators that do it that way. But, um, yeah, I mean, pick up as much knowledge as you can. There we go. It finally posted for him. It just took a minute for it to read. But here's a question for you, because you said Kickstarter and you were transferring it to Indiegogo or how that... What is the difference between Kickstarter and Indiegogo? Is there one that you would suggest over the other? It depends on who you ask. Um, but Kickstarter is a little bit bigger of a company. They've been around, I think, a little bit. I think they've been around a little bit longer. Um, most people know Kickstarter. Um, Kickstarter is green. <laughs> Indiegogo is kind of a pink. <laughs> Uh, they're basically the same thing, um, but they have different minor details. Um, their payment system's different. Um, they, 
some people claim that um, Kickstarter is more for uh, progressive people and Indiegogo is more for conservative people. I think that's a bunch of, you know, nonsense because um, we use them both. I mean, we the cool thing is if you do it on Kickstarter first, you can import it into Indiegogo and continue on and keep it up uh, as long as it's making money and people are still buying the stuff off Indiegogo. You can keep it on there as long as you want. Um, so uh, we use them both. Um, and it's it's all about experience. The, the interface is just a little bit different, but uh, I haven't found that much of a difference between them. Uh, sounds like Kickstarter has a time limit, but Indiegogo doesn't. Um, well, Kickstarter, yeah, Kickstarter has, you have to set it, uh, set up your, your time limit of what you want it to be. And you can set your... Uh, I don't know if you can set up a flexible goal on Kickstarter or not, but on Indiegogo you can. So Indiegogo you can set it up so that whatever you get, you get. Um, or you can set up a goal. You know, I want $5,000, and once you reach that goal, you know, it's successful and you get that money, but then they have it where it's flexible, so you can set a $5,000 goal, but if you only get 1000 you still get it. Um, so it's not you can set it up so it's either all or nothing or whatever you get on Indiegogo. But I'm not sure if Kickstarter, I can't remember if Kickstarter does that or not. I don't think so. Um, all of the Kickstarters that I've been a part of or helped facilitate, it was um, if they didn't hit their goal, then they don't get anything. Um, yeah. At least that's, that's my understanding, which to me is kind of one of those things that sucks, right? Because like, what if you're only like 50 bucks away from your goal and it just didn't happen until, you know, your end date, then you don't get anything. And that's where it's like, well, we put in all this effort and time and it was almost funded, you know? So I think there's always like pros and cons to different platforms. I had no idea of the other one. I was, I've only heard of Kickstarter. So that's, mm. that's cool. I learned something new every day on this show. So I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's what we're here for, for people to learn uh, new yes stuff. Yes, it is. And to <laughs> laugh at, you know, my bougie rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Or, or talking about the cosplays y'all want me in. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I can just picture it. Oh, I can picture it. It's going to be good. Like I said, a mixture of David Lee Roth, Kiss, and Meatloaf. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see what we got. That's why you need to set your goal that makes sense. Yeah. Can't set ten thousand dollar Kickstarter goal on a new book for new yeah. creator with no fan base. That's right. true. There's a lot that's of people true. that do that too. Like you'll oh, you'll have this high end goal, right? And I think that that's one of those things. That's why Kickstarters fail. Yeah. You got to promote it too. I mean, you can't just set it up and walk away. You got to constantly be promoting it and. Yeah. Talking to people. Mm -hmm. it's yeah, one you of do. Things. You can't really take a break. It's just you almost have mm -hmm. to share it almost every day, just about or put an ad out there. Let's just bring in awareness towards it, right? Because people aren't going to go on Kickstarter just looking at different things to find. I mean, you have to promote it so your audience based and people connected to it or whatever will see it or we won't. And you have to. You also have to keep in mind, right? You know, being the social media person that I am is the life on social media on different platforms is different. Like on LinkedIn, you still have things in 
circulation from earlier in the week or from last week. Whereas like on Twitter, if you're not posting 10 times a day, it's hard to get seen. And Facebook is kind of the same way. And you're not always seeing everything. So you have to really kind of just keep putting it out there and stuff, but not in a cramming down, down people's throat because people don't like that. I don't like <laughs> no, that. No, 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 no. I get that you want my money, but make me feel like, you know, I'm not just giving it to you, okay? You know, right. it's one of those things. I work hard for my money, so I get it. I understand. Definitely. I think we all do, especially nowadays with just coming out of the, well, I call it coming out of the pandemic where no one was able to work. There was really no money flow. Everybody just getting back on their feet, the cons starting and they started slow. And now it's almost like it's coming back in full force, which I'm happy about. One, it gives me something to do. <laughs> you got to pay $5 for a gallon of gas to get there, but yeah. yeah. Right. But you know what? Yeah. Right now for me, it's worth it. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, I, I'll take, five dollar gas over not being able to do a convention because I, I i really miss doing conventions we that was some of our favorite times ever is doing conventions like i love doing comic palooza that's my one of my favorite things to do is do a comic palooza at the george r brown because there's just something the very first day when we walk in there because that's that's we've been doing the comic palooza since 2014 oh wow and every year we just it's just something uh, just something about it. I mean, I just, I just love it. Uh, we, yeah. we just love it. The, the smells, the sounds, the fans. Um, and, you know, I mean, we'd love doing all the shows, but I'm just saying comic Palooza, that's our big one. We, uh, yeah. we've all, that's always been our big one. And, um, we just love it. I mean, all three of us, when we show up, we're ready to rock and roll. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just a fun experience. Yep. Yeah, I'll be in Artist Alley again this year at Comic Palooza in Texas. Nice. Yeah, I mean, say hi to us. Yeah, I felt the same way. So I went to Comic Palooza for the first time ever last year. I want to say, yeah, last year, and it really just truly is like something. I I almost want to say like magical when you walk in, but I don't mean that in as in like a fairy tale. Like, whoo, I've walked into a big palace, right? But it's just something like the aura that's there when you walk in, even before like the whole crowd shows up and everything is just so different. Mm -hmm. And it's just walking in through it. I mean, Lord, it's a lot of walking. Okay. But walking into it, you're just like, man, yeah, this is going to be a fantastic day. Even if I see no one, it's going to be a great day because I get yep. to go see these other cool people. I can go see these cool cars, all this stuff. I'm going to make new friends. Like, yes, I'm going to seize the day. You know, you just feel like, this big rush of adrenaline just walking in, even though nobody's there, you know? So it's a new, it's it. a, it's a family vibe. I love right. it. I love it. It is no matter what, it's a family vibe. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to, I mean, you can get the same amount of people in the Walmart. You walk into Walmart and it's like hatred all over. Oh, you go yeah. to a place like a convention, it's almost like family everywhere. I don't get yep. adrenaline walking into Walmart. Okay. I just, I do because oh. I want to get the hell out real quick. Oh well, see, I'm not. <laughs> unless my two-year-old's like, I gotta pee. There is no adrenaline in that store. Okay, like I walk in, like God, man, I'm back again. I gotta shop <laughs> these aisles and crap, and then I gotta put it all in my car, and then I just dread it. I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah. I gotta get I've, home. Like it sucks. 
I'm going to see that store and it's like, okay, adrenaline rush. Let me get the hell in, get what I want and get the hell out. (laughs) No, I hate, I just, grocery shopping is not my thing. And it's not the whole act of doing it. Okay. Like I don't mind eating in the store. It's the act of like, when I get home, unloading that bitch and then putting it up. Okay. I hate that. (laughs) I wish I could hire someone to just do that, that part and to fold my laundry I would be the happiest person in the whole wide world. Because <laughs> those are the two things that I hate. I hate loathe those entirely. I loathe oh, them. We know that you'll be at Chaotic Freedom. We know that you'll be at... Coming Palooza. Retro Palooza. Retro Palooza. And you said there was one on May... Uh, it's a, it's one at uh, Bedrock City. Bedrock in City. Katie. And then we're doing, we'll be doing Eastern Rim again. We always do Eastern Rim every year. Um, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure the dates on that, but um, it is. I can tell you the dates because there's three conventions happening that weekend, uh, and we're, and they want us to be a part of all three of them, but it's we can't. Yeah, see, Comic Con rose that same weekend. Right, Eastern uh, Rim and Galveston East, Esports, actually. So we're, so we're all three hoping- of them are the same weekend. We're hoping to set something up where we might be able to do both of them, but I don't know yet. We're, we're still working on that. That would be cool. It. But because it. it's Amy's daughter's birthday. Mm. Homie, homie <laughs> won't be there. Like, nah, homie, homie won't we, be there. We I can't split it. ourselves up enough. <laughs> I, know, I can't duplicate. I have yet to figure out why no one has invented a duplication machine or how whatever to duplicate people. I feel like that should be around but yeah no my kids were you know i brought them into this world and for me that was just traumatizing in general coming from a person that was not ever going to have kids and then i had two back to back okay so i'm going to be there on every birthday to just be like yes this you traumatize i'm here okay like we're doing this so yeah it's a it's a thing i I gotta be there and then i know what is in october there's something in october and I don't mean the Texas Ren Fest. October. I don't know. It's not NERCON. No. Uh, let's see. Anime Houston's in August. Yeah. And so is um, the Celebrity Fan Fest one. Uh, and San Antonio's also in August. Let's see. I know NerdCon is December. Yeah, we, we'll do that one. We usually do that one every year. Ours would you know, be... October. Is it the horror horror film fest? Yay, William, you did! No, horror... Hi! Horror film fest is in July, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't know. And my God, the list of people that they have is Oh, is it, is it Kilgore? Is it Kilgore? Kilgore's in May, the first weekend in May. Well, see, then I don't know, because I've exhausted all the ones that I know that I hear you guys talk about. So, well, I don't well, know. Ours... Ours starts in 2023, which we're happy about. William, you went a thousand high fives. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I but, feel like yeah. that adds up to a thousand dollars, William. It does. And just so people know, we gotta advertise as much as possible. Yeah, possible. God, I can't speak to that. You say hospital? Yes, I did. Oh advertise God. as much as Greg. possible. Oh my god, that's almost like the wheel of selection. Okay. Like, <laughs> Travis, okay, there's this thing. I'm sure that you've heard of it. It's called the wheel of names. Okay. You put a bunch of names and you spin it. It's like, woohoo, celebrate. Yeah. You can pick people, right? 
Greg forgot that it's the will of names. He forgot the word <laughs> names and he called it the will of selection. But he didn't say it like that. Okay. He said it, Amy, we're going to do the will of selection. Like, <laughs> like, why are we like, oh my gosh, why are we doing that with the wheel? Like, that's just weird. So now it's like a whole running thing. He, it's no longer the will of names on this show. It's, it's the will, will of selection. selection. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, William, that is actually <laughs> Dry City Comic Con is going to be coming November in 2023. It's going to be the first weekend in November, uh -huh. and it is going uh -huh. to be at Polk County Commerce Center in Livingston, Texas. Whee! Just so you know. Yes. But I'm, we are actually way past our hour. <laughs> Shame on us. We're just time having flies and we're having fun, man. Time yep, flies and we're having fun. But Travis, thank you for coming on our show. And again, well, glad to be congratulations, here. congratulations on getting married two weeks ago. Yeah, that's so exciting. Like I'm just so happy for you. When Greg told me, I was like, yay. And she's in the com she's in the comics and stuff too. So she has her own business called Geeky Gorgeous. So she'll be at Comic Palooza. She sells jewelry and Oh my gosh, I buy from her. Oh really? my gosh. Yeah, that's my wife. Oh my I love her. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love her and I love her stuff. And I could like sit and talk to her all day in person. I'm pretty sure I did that at Comic Conroe and she was like, get this crazy person. Over here. <laughs> oh yes. I love her. Oh my gosh. That's so great. But anyway, everyone, we'd like to thank you for being Aww. on our show today, and we will catch you next Tuesday. And then following Saturday, we have the girls from the Houston Area Roller Derby coming on. Yes. So excited. we're excited to have them on. Get to learn about a sport on the show. There we go. Oh, my gosh. It's our and first sports show. Our people. first sports show. Hey, but you know what? These people, though, I'm not even going to lie. I say it every time. Roller derby chicks scare me because they can kick my ass, and I know it. I full on know it, and so I'm uber nice to them because I just know I'm five foot and, like, I don't know, 130. They could just bulldozer me, okay? And I'm just I'm scared. I'm scared of them. And me and Greg at the same time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I tell yes. you. Yeah. What? But anyway, <laughs> anyway oh gosh, my yes. <laughs> there oh. we go. <laughs> anyway, everybody, we'll talk to y'all next Tuesday. Bye, everybody. Adios.